Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Our listeners are in for a great treat today. That's right. We've got Dr. Tanya Benatar with us, and she'll be talking about cancer prevention. Welcome to Forever Young Podcast, Dr. Tanya. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. I got my PhD in immunology from U of T a while back, and I've done a couple of um, different jobs over the years in labs, such as stem cell research, cancer research, and right now I'm doing cancer research as a research associate at Sunnybrook Hospital. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Dr. Tanya. Christiana, maybe you want to share with our listeners how you and Dr. Tanya met. I met Dr. Tanya about six years ago. We are partners in wellness. We share a common interest in helping people live their best lives. We share information on the promotion and maintenance of health and wellness, as well as weight management. Hmm. So Dr. Tanya, Christiana has told me so much about you and I can't wait for us to get started. So can you please tell us very simply, what is cancer? Sure. So what cancer is simply is a loss of normal growth control. It's a disease caused by uncontrolled division of abnormal cells in parts of the body. So when a normal cell divides, if one of the cells becomes damaged, that normally it undergoes cell suicide or what we call apoptosis and it gets removed. And then things go on as normal. But in a situation where there's cancer, that cell that got damaged, it gets a mutation and it doesn't get removed. And so it continues to grow and divide. But then you get a second mutation, then a third mutation happens, and then eventually you get this uncontrolled growth. So it's basically accumulation of all these different mutations to the point where you get malignant growth of the tumor. Okay. So from what I understand then, cancer in our bodies, there would be a normal way then for the cancer cells to be released from our bodies instead of it growing upon itself, right? Well, yeah. Okay. So there's another way that our our body deals with it, and that's using our immune system. We call it the cancer immunity cycle. So what happens is that when a cell is dividing and when a cancer cell dies, as cells usually die as they're through their life cycle, bits of this cancer cell are released, they're called antigens. And they're they're a little bit of the cancer cell that have died. What happens is, is that you have what's called a dendritic cell or an antigen presenting cell. So it comes by and it's basically like a sentinel. It goes out and looks around and it sees these pieces of the antigen that a cancer has left behind, picks them up, and then it takes it to the draining lymph node where it actually presents it to the immune cells. So basically the antigen presenting cells are able to present these protein bits or these antigens to the T cells, which are present because of nearby cancer cells. This is important because it happens only when the immune system is functioning correctly. At this point, the T cells now become activated and they start entering the bloodstream and they travel around the body looking for the tumor cell. When they find the area where the location is of the tumor cell, their job is to infiltrate the tumor. Infiltrating the tumor means to leave the blood vessel and go into the tumor microenvironment. It's kind of like the castle where the tumor lives. 
In other words, the organ where the tumor is developing. Essentially, the T cells break the tumor wall, force their way in. And at this point, it's called T cell recognition. Now the T cells are in the tumor microenvironment. They see those little bit of antigen that was presented to them by the dendritic cell in these tumors, and they are able to recognize these tumors as the bad guys. And then what happens is the last step in the cycle is T cell killing. There, the T cells now become activated against the tumor cell and they're able to kill them. The important step is when the activated T cell has recognized this cancer cell and now kills it. And it does it also because there's pieces of the tumor cell present on the surface of this cancer cell and the T cell can recognize it that way and gets activated. So in the end, what's also cancer is it's a failure of the immune system to, to function normally. Those are the two pieces of the puzzle that causes cancer. First is the mutations that accumulate and are not gotten rid of. And second is a failure of the immune system to deal with it. Okay. I mean, that just sounds so crazy. Our <laughs> bodies are so amazing that, I mean, even if a mutation occurs, that if our bodies are healthy, that we've got these cells whose job is to find these tumor cells and and essentially just kill them and get rid of them out of our bodies. I think that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it is very amazing. Yes, it's true. (laughs) That's awesome. Dr. Tanya, please help us to understand how to keep our immune system healthy so that this process can occur in our bodies. Okay, sure. I'd be happy to. Our immune system, there are a lot of things that can put us at risk for for cancer. So, for example, getting older, as we age, there's more mutations that happen as well. And our immune systems aren't as strong. Smoking, you want to be careful not doing that because that exposes your body to all kinds of chemicals that can actually cause mutations in our DNA. We must protect ourselves from the sun because UV damage can also cause mutations in our bodies. Also, some people, they they unfortunately have certain genetic changes, but just having those genetic changes is not a definite can make yourself go that direction of cancer, but you have to be aware of that and maybe keep yourself extra healthy. You don't want to be overweight or obese because that causes inflammation, which can lead to an environment which cancer thrives in. You want to have a healthy diet. You want to eat the right kind of foods, the right kind of antioxidants, not getting enough physical activity. That's also a risk. You want to be fit. Exercise is important to reduce the stress because stress is very detrimental to our bodies. Um, Also drinking alcohol that if you drink too much, that can cause liver issues. Liver cancer can come from that. And also if you're exposed to chemicals at work or at home, you want to minimize that as well as certain types of infections can also raise your risk. So you want to minimize that as well. The list is long, Dr. Tanya, but I think in my mind, what I gather from all of that information is that there are things that we can do so that we prevent ourselves from getting cancer. But I've also heard a lot about free radicals, and I was wondering if you could explain what those are and maybe their connection to cancer. Yeah, sure. Okay, so free radical damage happens when you get things like UV rays, radiation, pollution, stress, 
poor nutrition, eating lots of additives and pesticides and that sort of thing, what happens is a free radical. So normally a healthy, stable molecule um, has paired electrons and they have them like every, every electron that they have with them on their outer shell, it's like little, little dots, for example, they're all in pairs, keeps them happy. But what happens is, is that when something like UV damage or a chemical or something happens, one of these uh, electrons goes missing. And so you've got unpaired electron and it wants to pair with uh, another electron. So it becomes unstable. As a result, this guy tries to grab a free electron from its neighboring cell. And by doing so, it damages that cell and that damage loses an electron. And then that gets damaged, tries to grab another one and so on. And it becomes this vicious cycle of damaged cells due to this free radical damage. So it's the antioxidants actually that help us with the situation. Antioxidants are actually molecules that actually donate a free electron to these free radicals without themselves becoming unstable. They can do it. And it causes the free radical to be stabilized and become less reactive. So the idea is you want to have um, access to antioxidants on a regular basis. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it, it all makes sense now. Like, I hope that our listeners are following the connections. When you know that cancer can be prevented, it doesn't make it so scary anymore. So can you please tell us about gut health and how we can boost our immune system having a healthy gut? Okay, 80% of our immune system is actually found in our gut. So all health begins in the gut, as well, all disease will begin there as well if it's not healthy. So we want to keep our gut healthy by reducing inflammatory grains in certain situations like gluten. Some people uh, have an issue with that. With sugar, you want to reduce the sugar intake in your diet. Sugar actually feeds cancer. And also it helps to feed uh, the bad bacteria in our gut, what's called a microbiome. So it's basically trillions of bacteria that live comfortably in our digestive tract. They live together with us. And we want 80% of them to be good bacteria and, and only 20% bad. So to keep that at a healthy level, it's good to take a high quality probiotic supplement. The community in our gut is very sensitive to things that we eat. So we have to be careful about eating things like high GI foods, like sugar, high fats, high carbs. We want to stay with a low glycemic index type foods, lots of vegetables, lots of fruits, with you know, lots of antioxidants, lean proteins, healthy fats, that sort of thing. Our microbiome in cancer, it can influence cancer. So for example, if you lose some of the protective bacteria, then you are at more risk of getting cancer. And if you get more of the bad bacteria, more pathogenic bacteria, again, you're at risk. So you want to, that's why it's important to have a healthy microbiome and take a good probiotic as well. It's in fact shown, for example, in a situation with pancreatic cancer, there's actually a, a bacteria or like a microbiome associated with the actual tumors itself. And they found that in pancreatic ductal um, adenocarcinoma, they had two groups, one short-term survivors, one long-term survivors. And they found that when they looked at the bacteria in that tumor, those short-term survivors had very little diversity in their bacteria. In other words, they had very few strains, whereas the long-term survivors had a lot more strains. 
And those strains were actually shown to be influenced by the strains in our digestive tract. So the more diverse, the better, the more chance of survival, especially in a situation like that, pancreatic cancer. So it just goes to show how important your gut, gut microbiome is, even for, for cancers that are outside of the gut themselves. I think that is incredible information. I mean, we have talked about our gut health and the importance of keeping our gut healthy, but I think what the new piece of information that I've been able to take away from this is the whole thing about keeping your levels of good bacteria and bad bacteria safe. Like, because I, you know, you always hear about keeping your gut health at, you know, you need good bacteria in your gut right? You always hear that, but you don't realize that keeping, like having a level of good bacteria and having a level of bad bacteria and having that mix and the strains, and I've never heard that before. So that is awesome. So thank you very much for sharing that with us, Dr. Tanya. Sure. So maybe, Dr. Tanya, we we really have appreciated everything that you've shared with us about cancer and, and the importance of gut health and keeping our bodies healthy and our immune systems healthy. Now, I'm just wondering if you might be able to share one final piece of wisdom with us. Okay. So we now know that the majority of cancers are due to lifestyle and environmental issues, which means that mostly they can be prevented. But even when the inevitable happens, you have to realize there are nutritional options out there that can be combined with cancer therapy to make us respond better or possibly give potentially give us a better outcome so the idea is let the food be your medicine use it preventatively that's the way you can be your healthiest you that's amazing (laughs) i really need to rethink some of my food choices i think (laughs) it sounds very good and we are happy that you've been able to share so much information with us We have learned this evening how to prevent cancer from our bodies by maintaining our gut health. That is eating good food, exercise, rest, stress is a big, big thing that can cause disequilibrium in our bodies. So we really appreciate everything that you shared with us. And we hope that our listeners will be able to take some of this and use it to to learn and to act on how to protect and prevent themselves from getting cancer. So thank you, Dr. Tanya. And if anyone wants to get a hold of you, where can they reach you? It's tbenatar at rogers.com. T-B-E-N as in Nancy, A-T-A-R at rogers.com. Actually, Dr. Tanya also has a wellness uh, website. So feel free to share that as well. If people want to learn more about how to be more healthy, if they, you know, you can probably give them free consultations on what to do. And in terms of supplementation, mm-hmm. what types of supplements they could actually use to boost the immune system. Because mm-hmm. I see actually from talking to you previously that you, you are a very strong supporter of vitamin D and K, curcumin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Eritrol and so forth. So if people reach out to you, you'll be able to talk to them um, more in detail about those. Yeah, absolutely. Our website is www.edenbrookwellness.com. E-D-E-N-B-R-O-O-K wellness.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Tanya. That was such eye-opening information. I'm pretty sure that 
our listeners have a lot to think about and uh, on how to try and protect themselves and shield themselves against the big C because we are all scared of that word cancer. So that was really, really informative. I'm Christiana Eggy. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Where we'll chat about anxiety. Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.